0: This episode is part of a series of curious conversations between creative minds. Dear Creative Mind, welcome. This podcast is a space I created for us to explore the depth, textures, and intricacies of our creative mind. My name is Pascal, and I'll be your guide helping you navigate your rebellious path. I know our creative mind sometimes gets lost in the maze of our imagination or sidetracked by the stories of our inner critic. On this podcast, you'll find grounding meditations to soothe your mind, coaching notes to help you find more focus and flow, and conversations with other creatives to inspire you in the hopes of helping you better understand and take care of your whole creative self. I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Today, I'm chatting with MJ, singer and actor, journaling coach, and also a creative friend of mine. MJ and I met a couple of years ago, and I'm really excited for you to get to know her if you don't already. I'm personally a huge fan of her podcast, MJ Unleashed. Uh, That's where she shares her unfiltered creative expressions every week and also on Instagram. So in today's conversation, we will talk about navigating creative burnout and recovery, We talk about journaling as a healing modality. We also chat about experimenting with different creative outlets and moving through the discomfort of being a beginner and so many other topics that I know you'll relate to and I know you'll get so much out of our conversation. So without further ado, let's meet MJ. MJ, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pascal.
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: Me too. How is your creative mind feeling today?
1: Oh, um, I am in the weirdest phase of rebuilding so much of my internal structures and uh, artistry. So I'm a little, I feel a little messy today. A little That's emotional.
0: Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to that messiness. If e especially now, just before the holidays, I feel there's so many different emotions going on and, and things going on. So thank you for making it normal. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, There's just so many things that I want to get into with you. Um, And I feel like I know you quite well because we've been connected for about two years now, if I remember correctly. Uh, We were both members of Amy Mcnee's beautiful community, The Inspired Collective. And at some point you had shared about your podcast and Um, I just got really curious. I listened to a few episodes. I think at this point you had released three or four, and and I believe the first few ones were not even in English. (laughs) Um, And I just, I've been hooked ever since, and we've connected on Instagram. We've had a few conversations, you and I, so I feel like I know you pretty well, but I know some of the listeners might not know about you yet. So I would love for you to tell us more about MJ who she is, what she likes, uh, what makes her feel alive, and what kind of things she creates, all of it. So if you want to just introduce yourself. Oh,
1: thank you for that beautiful introduction (laughs) that you kind of made for me there. Um, Well, yeah, we did meet. Um, We met actually in a very interesting period of my creative life. Uh, Where I was completely burned out and was seeking some kind of relief and that's why I joined amy's um, community back then and what actually very much inspired the art that I then began create. And yeah that counts the the podcast too so well yeah I i'm a Danish American artist multi-passionate artist living in copenhagen and um i've my my primary like creative outlet is my voice i have an education as a singer from the conservatory over here and also actually as a songwriter um let me think what else uh well should i go into the whole like journey because i feel like that's (laughs) such a big part of of telling my story of where I am at today.
0: Yeah I'm really excited to go into this in a moment well thank you for introducing yourself and um, I was I was saying I, I was really looking forward to have that conversation with you because there's so much I can relate to personally when it comes to your journey and especially around that creative burnout recovery and journey um, and before we get into this I guess I just want to you know celebrate your courage and your vulnerability and also I want to thank you for sharing those conversations with us on the podcast Um, so in your podcast and we'll we'll talk about it in a minute but you share in such an unfiltered way um, all the reflections that you're having in your journal so through your journaling practice and you do it in such a an authentic way and I just find it so refreshing And for me, at least, I think sometimes it feels more helpful to listen to someone sharing so openly about something that you're also struggling with than, let's say, listen to an expert sharing like five best tips about something. So Mm -hmm. I just really want to maybe start by thanking you for that. I think it's truly a beautiful thing that you've created with that podcast.
1: Thank you. That actually yeah. means so much, you know. Because when we do these weird, vulnerable things, <laughs> sometimes, literally, I'm like, "Is there anyone out there who like finds this valuable at all, or is it just me sitting here rambling?"
0: <laughs> so I know, I know. It feels so awkward, um, but it definitely uh, resonated with me, and I know with so many other people's as well, and. I'm curious to hear more about maybe what led you to start this mm. podcast and maybe how it impacted your creative burnout journey. Um, and I guess also how I assume healing it was to use your voice in another way. So I'm just curious to hear you about that.
1: Great. I would love to share. I mean, okay, so the podcast was born out of a, a, a need for me to feel, To begin to have conversations about all the things we do not talk about as artists, all the things that we hide, and I felt such a call to begin to normalize all the shit, all the hard stuff, and, you know, make sure that we see ourselves still as very important and valuable. Um, artists, even though we doubt ourselves, even though we feel shame about things, even though we have vulnerability hangovers or imposter syndrome, I think it was, I just really needed someone (laughs) to begin normalizing that shit. So I thought, well, uh, I guess that's got to be me. And the podcast was born in that period of time while I was super burnt out. I, um, I burnt out right before the pandemic. Uh, I had just recorded a whole EP and was in the middle of mixing it, getting it ready to be released. Um, I had just gotten a record deal uh, and then I just burnt out. I got extreme anxiety and I couldn't do anything anymore. And uh, I was actually suddenly without any kind of passion for music anymore. And that was so scary, because at that point, I'd only just graduated from um, the conservatory, uh, maybe seven months prior to this event. Um, And so it had been my life. And I didn't have any other creative dreams or outlets at that point. But what happened was, in those first months, I began to ask myself, hey, what else if i do not feel like creating music anymore what else what is maybe um being invited onto the stage now for me and i began to look at what kind of art i enjoyed consuming myself and at that point i was listening to podcasts a lot (laughs) um So it felt super natural that that was what I was going to do, and I had already actually had an idea uh, a long time before that about doing a podcast, but you know, it was just like a, "Hmm." you know, you get hit sometimes. I didn't really take it maybe that seriously. Uh, So I began experimenting, and I did maybe 67 episodes before I began releasing any. Um, and I did not release those sixty seven episodes either i I started from scratch december no january first twenty twenty one um yeah, but like through through this podcast, I began to um, get curious about what creativity was for me and how I could thrive with it because at that point i I was so triggered by any kind of creative expression. It was so scary for me. Um, I'd had so much anxiety, I found out I had PTSD, like my body was in full fight or flight, uh, fawn freeze mode (laughs) all the time. So I had to really, you know, find some safety. And I did that by starting just recording for myself, and sharing slowly beginning to share with Um, some believing mirrors like people I really trusted and I knew supported me and normalizing creating again normalizing showing up and being like hey it's MJ welcome to my podcast Um, having fun with it being creative and also allowing the shitty days you know allowing myself to record even when I didn't have anything to say and talk about that because Mm -hmm. I gave myself so much permission to just be who I am and still be creative even though I was you know burnt out and everything yeah
0: yeah thank you for for sharing that I think it's such a such a beautiful podcast that you've created and and for me as a listener and just allowed me to like I felt like I had someone that could relate to what I was also going through and not just on the surface level but and not only just one or two emotions but all of it you know the joy and the fears and the also the questionings like the questions that you ask yourself that you're like I shouldn't ask that out loud but you're you're sharing those and it just is just so helpful because we're all you know asking ourselves these questions but we're keeping it in our in our minds so having someone else kind of reflect back back um those experiences and those questions was just so helpful for me as a listener um and it was also um so much I want to say fun but I'm sure there's a better word for it but I'm I'm sure you you probably didn't listen back to all of your episodes but you know you, you can really hear and see the change from episode to episode how you how your reflections are different, how you coach yourself through that, how you're healing, um, how some things that you felt were so scary before, like a few episodes later, um, it feels much more doable. So it's just a real um, testimony, I guess, or proof that the journaling practice or being vulnerable or just saying these things out loud and sharing it is such a healing thing to do for us. So. Yeah, just thank you for that. I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful.
1: I love that you, I mean, you are so eloquent always, Pascal. I really thank you so much for seeing me. I mean, I know this feeling for myself too. It's it's so important to be like we, that we mirror each other and that we, because we feel less alone. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is also a really big part of why I created that podcast is so I, I I really wanted to normalize those ups and downs and also the progress, because even when we feel like everything is falling apart, we are still like progressing. We're still growing. And and I wanted to exemplify this, especially um, so I made sure that I record like consistently over time so that I can maybe. Um, support anyone listening who may be in a similar situation you know and like mirror the fact that things do change
0: exactly and I think that's such an important part of what you're doing because you're still showing up on the days that you don't really want to record or like you said you don't really have anything to say and that's also important to see um Mm -hmm. and whatever type of modality you choose whether it's recording a podcast or a voice memos for yourself or a journaling practice or like an art journal or whatever it is it's just so important to track that progress because sometimes yeah. when we're too close to it we cannot really see that change is happening but it is um and yeah it was just so beautiful to see to see that to hear that and to feel that as well um through your podcast and I know journaling was also a big part of of it. And it's a big part of your life. So, um, and I, I know you've created things around journaling very recently. So mm-hmm. I would love for you to maybe tell us more about how you use the practice or maybe how you discovered it or um, just what it means for you and why it's important. Oh,
1: absolutely. I love talking about journaling <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> because yeah, it is
1: a really big part of my life. I, I journal not every day, but almost every day. And I'm very consistent in that practice because it feels like uh, home to me now. Um, Yeah, but I discovered journaling through Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, the legendary book. Uh, If you don't know it (laughs) and you're listening, I definitely recommend go checking that book out. Um, I did the book the first time around in 2015. Um, And I began journaling back then, but it really didn't stick because I don't know, it was three pages every morning and it would take me maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, you know, it was just, I lost motivation in that point because also because I didn't feel like the insights were coming regularly or I I wasn't feeling the benefits of it um, as clearly back then. But in 2019, I began the book again, it's a 12 week course um, about recovering your creativity. And this time around, it really, it really stuck with me. And I think the turning point was when I discovered that I could have conversations between different parts of me. So I could tap into, for instance, what I call my self compassionate voice and that was a, it was just such a game changer because suddenly i was able to create a really brave and safe space for myself to be with all of my emotions and also a really strong sense of hope and um, trust and like um, and an endless feeling of it's going to be okay, no matter what. And that really changed things for me because I used to maybe fall into deep spirals. I can still have days like, for instance, these days, um, it's a little (laughs) tough uh, and, and scary to show up on that page and face what is going on. But I know I always have that part of me that can catch myself. And as a creative, I feel like this is so important because we do such brave and vulnerable things and having an internal support system having places where we can be with whatever comes up and actually also um understand what's coming up like naming just naming oh that's imposter syndrome oh that's just shame oh that's just you know whatever it is um is so freeing so liberating and makes it so much easier to continue to create and like also just cheering on yourself and praising yourself whenever something brave happens it's um I feel like it is absolutely vital for me as a creative that I have this practice
0: yeah absolutely and I love how it it just helps you as you mentioned see that these are just all different parts of you. It's just it's not all of you. And when you you can kind of tap into that, it's just so helpful to to create that that internal dialogue with yourself. and and it's also a big part of my work as a coach i I use the um internal family system therapy kind of model. Um, and it's just really, really helpful to. To build that that family within yourself, to have that compassionate voice, and to also create space for anything else to come up and not judge it. I think, yeah. you know, curiosity is a big part of it. Um, yeah. being not judgmental and just allowing anything to come out, and knowing that there's another part of you who can support you and hold you through that, um, and create that safe space for you to just catch yourself, as you said. So. just such a beautiful practice and um i know that you've created something very very cool lately so i don't know if you're gonna have another round of it if something else coming up i don't know i'm just curious if you want to share i have i
1: have like um i'm one of those creatives that has like a lot of ideas (laughs) are you (laughs) Like I'm so I do so many things, Um, and sometimes it's a little overwhelming. But yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing more journaling stuff. I just completed my first ever course on journaling. I had nine beautiful creatives with me, and for for four weeks of you know digging into journaling and building a journaling habit, Mm -hmm. and it was very um, challenging, fun, scary, um, and I learned so much and. I am now kind of looking at how it went and what I what I enjoyed about it and what I want to change. And I'm very, very excited. I'll, when this podcast comes out, there's probably going to be something almost ready or available to sign up to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I can't wait to share more about that at that point. And I also have created a very uh, easy to use, go-to um called the journaling cheat sheet where i just share a bunch of questions and sentence starters as i call them um kind of like different hacks to Mm. maybe go deeper or you know reveal what kind of limiting belief is coming up or um or just tapping into your self-compassionate voice because um i feel like sometimes we can just you know right and then be become stuck and not know where we want to go or we feel like we're on that surface level and um i found that these kinds of questions it's kind of like coaching yourself like um Mm -hmm. uh it it can be really helpful to you know you you just automatically go somewhere that you had not expected and Mm -hmm. yeah it's a big part of my practice
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you've created that cheat sheet because I think, you know, you hear so much about journaling and it can be intimidating for, for some people to get started and to know like, how am I supposed to do it? And I think a big part of it is also, there's no right way to do this,
1: Exactly. but
0: you know, there are some things that can be helpful to just get into that habit. Um, Mm. and I know, I I'm just curious to know, because, um, I have some clients that really enjoyed the practice, but some of them don't really process emotions in a writing form. So sometimes I invite them to kind of record a voice memo Mm. or to to use um, uh, paintings or to knit something just to get some emotions out and and use the same principles of journaling, but in an other form that it's easier for them to process. Um, I'm curious to know if you have other tips for people that might not really enjoy writing or um, there's a block there. They
1: don't process things this way. Ooh, I think like you already said it. I mean, I also very much in my course, I also very much encourage people to find and build a practice that suits them because we're mm-hmm. so different. Every Each and every one of us um, prefers different things and different things work for us. So looking at journaling from different lenses is super um beneficial i think and you know i also very much give permission to you know do memos Mm -hmm. um i love that you also encourage like just like even knitting or those kinds of things i also sometimes enjoy walking while recording um i've tried recording and um well my podcast is also kind of like a spoken journal sometimes (laughs) and (laughs) Yeah. I use my, I can use my phone. Sometimes it's easier to just, you know, write it down in a notes app or on your computer or in your notebook. I feel like it's really important that there's no shame in doing it in different ways. And there's Mm -hmm. so much to design a practice. Like even, is it one word or is it, um, do you want to journal in different times of the day? Or is it just something you do every Sunday? Like, I want to so much to give permission to everyone to journal in the way that serves you. There's no right or wrong, wrong way. Like you said earlier.
0: Mm, Exactly. And I, I feel like sometimes half of the benefits of the practice is to design it for you, you know, to get to get curious about how you would use it or what would be helpful for you. So if you're at a, if you're listening right now and you're wondering, well, okay, well, journaling is writing three pages in the morning and and whatnot, it doesn't have to be, you can find your own way um, to make it a habit for you. So thank you for for sharing that. Um, So I want to go back to something you said a bit earlier, um, the fact that you're multi-passionate and you have so many creative ideas. (laughs) Um, And I know that you've explored a lot of different creative outlets in the past year or so so of course music but also I believe dance and theater um and some of them maybe were new to you and even scary so I'm curious to know um maybe how you managed a resistance that came with and maybe it didn't but I'm curious with starting something new and being a mm. being a beginner I know sometimes it can be very scary <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me think. Um, So for me, like even the podcast, that was a very, very new thing for me. And I actually kind of apply a lot of the same methods every time I take up a new kind of practice or, Mm -hmm. um, and it's very process driven. I felt, I feel that really take so much pressure off of it because i allow myself to find the fun in the moment um and also take like there are different like parameter parameters i i like allow myself to have fun i allow myself to be extremely crappy (laughs) i allow myself to do it for maybe a very limited time um, that was a really big thing for me. I could I could get really triggered or my perfectionism could get really triggered if I stayed in something too long. So um making sure that it was only for the amount of time that I still found it fun and I actually kind of had to force myself to stop, even because maybe I was in the, like a flow, but like making sure that it felt like somewhere I wanted to come back to mm-hmm. um was a very big thing. And actually something that I'm implementing a lot right now as I'm Diving back into writing music again, which is, um, which has been a whole journey, you know, to get here. Um, dance, like, actually, I think I've touched upon all of these things when I was younger. I danced for instance, from when I was nine to when I was 17, um, I didn't I did musical theater a lot when I was younger, too. Um, so a lot of this actually felt like reconnecting and becoming really honest with myself about what I do find fun and enjoyable. Um, so it was it was more of a permission slip and recognizing that, for instance, the narratives, which is where the resistance comes in here for me the narrative that it was too late for me Mm. um which was super strong uh like putting that putting that aside looking at looking at it and being like no wait you've had this calling for so long and life is short and it's okay to have fun for instance i i did um improv theater (laughs) uh for like a couple of years during the the pandemic and that was super challenging and so educational because you know you lose all control when you do improv there's no controlling it at all you just got to show up and be present and allow yourself to be cringe and look stupid silly um so yeah i think it was it's been a lot of experimentation and um allowing myself to you know do weird stuff <laughs> and taking small steps to no. again being mindful of my nervous system and for instance using my journal to process like what what happened here um did i shut down or how can we make this more safe for me and supporting mm-hmm. myself in that way too through the whole creative recovery yeah um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. I feel like I just kind of rambled. Definitely
0: just- <laughs> it did. Um, for me, what I've heard, and, and I think it's such a beautiful reminder also, is to, when when we're beginning something new and it's scary, and maybe we're used to being really, really good at, let's say, oil painting, and we decide I'm going to draw or I'm going to do abstract, watercolor, whatever, something new can be very scary to get started and something that i've heard from you now is just reconnect with the child with and reconnect with that mm. part of you who is playful and childlike um some of the things that you've reconnected with were things that you've tried when you were a child um but maybe maybe it's not for some of us but it's just to kind of open up space to reconnect with that more um, playful part of us um yeah. and and use joy as an anchor there, and really, really make sure that it stays in the center of all of it. Um, and also to trust the process. I think improv is, uh the scariest thing. You're so brave, but I mean, it's just such a, it's like the creative outlet that allows you to just you know, let go of all control and really trust whatever's happening in the present moment and go with it. Like whether it's to trust your own, um, yourself or someone else also, like the person that you're, you're playing with and, and Mm. where that goes, is just such a scary, but I assume very healing way to let go of control and trust in the process. So yeah,
1: Ooh, yeah, like a big lesson in surrendering. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So thank I you felt, for those reminders. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I felt like so triggered. Every time I showed up, I'd had, so, I'd have so much resistance every Tuesday night, also, because I had to bike like 30 minutes to get to class. And I'd be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't. But <laughs> like, I did it for because yeah, I wanted to act and, and Ultimately, it's also there's a lot of fun to be found on the other side of fear. I, I, I always have like, a way to tap into if this is actually right for me, by looking behind the fear, like, is there a nugget, just even a little bit of excitement on that other side, because then I know, okay, the fear is mm-hmm. just resistance, it's okay to move through it. and. um I think it was also a very very important lesson as I've been working through anxiety and PTSD that has also affected my creativity um but to 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 show up to those things that really scared me and experience the feeling that hey I was actually safe mm-hmm. it wasn't it it didn't all the scary shit that I thought was going to happen didn't actually happen um to get that kind of um experiential anchoring in my body, um, really helped my really helps. I got to say in, in present tense, um, my nervous system to understand that it is safe for me to, to be a creator, an artist. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for, for saying that and for reminding us of that important, really important aspect. And as you're talking about anxiety and your nervous system and fears, um, Just before we got on on the podcast, we were chatting about a recent um, episode that you've released on your podcast, and you were sharing something very important that we don't talk about enough, and I just really wanted to bring it to mind for the listeners, and again, not in the objective of, you know, providing any advice or finding any answers, but just to bring it up to their awareness. And so, in that podcast, you were sharing that you, well, you were sharing some reflections after going on stage and performing at a big concert, which was something that had felt very kind of impossible or very scary up until that point. uh, And you didn't really imagine yourself doing that a year ago. So, you're really proud of yourself. And I'm also really proud of you, by the way. Um, And you were sharing, feeling just like it was kind of too normal and almost boring and you came up to the very important realization that that feeling of safety just almost felt like something was wrong or that it was danger and um, I think it's really something important to bring to the conversation also because I feel like a lot of us are just used to um, a very dysregulated nervous system. So we go through big, big ups and downs and big fears. And then we feel the big relief. And um, there's just a lot of intense feelings and emotions so that when we experience something that's a bit more safe or normal, again, we just feel like something's wrong. (laughs) I just thought it was very... Um, very interesting to talk about it. So I'm curious to know if anything came up after recording that episode, or if you wanted to mention anything else when it comes to that.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Like I, um, a big part of my creative journey these past couple of years has been, mm, well connecting with my creativity in general and i definitely have opened myself up to a new plethora of a creative expression that i wouldn't have if i hadn't been through this whole experience um but like my achilles heel has been music so what happened right before the the burnout was i'd which i didn't understand at the time but i had anxiety when i performed and um I am very good at functioning on anxiety. So yeah, obviously it took Mm -hmm. me some time to understand what was going on. But so, yeah, I had, I honestly, even a couple of months ago, I was unsure if I'd ever want to get up on stage again and perform my own music, which is super weird in many ways, because I am a performer. I love singing in front of people. But when it comes to my own music, (sighs) I don't know, something, something's happened. Those years of me like forcing and hustling and being just really triggered. Um, so it was a really big deal to go and perform my songs, which I hadn't done for two and a half years. Um, and yeah, it was the weirdest experience because in, in some ways it was, um, well the reason it was so safe is because i was i was traveling with friends it was in my hometown um the venue was okay small and i felt so safe with my fellow musician that yeah it almost felt like there was nothing on the line Mm -hmm. (laughs) anymore which sounds a little weird we'd rehearsed so much and um i'd even Honestly, I just went through vocal rehab where I'd, I'd been curing a um, or healing my voice after an injury, so it was my first time singing after that too, uh, just to add a little extra mm. fun on top of it. But I <laughs> afterwards, um, I definitely felt almost wrong for for not feeling like that was the best thing I'd ever done. It wasn't. Uh, oh my God, I want to get back on stage feeling at all. It was a I did it cool (laughs) it was so weird so anticlimactic and Mm. um I think I said in that podcast episode too that when when we've been used to having a relationship of ups and downs and that I mean really we have relationships with everything um also our art and our different crafts um can feel like we're doing something wrong, if it's just fine, if it's just okay. Um, But I think it's actually a huge step from having anxiety to just feeling Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, like that progress is so big in and of itself. Like, do I want to someday feel the thrill? Um, Well, definitely if I want to do music, I I, I want to have like that um, heartwarming feeling at least or like that Mm -hmm. grounded calmness. Um, But it's okay that it's not here right now because just the steps that I've taken, the progress that I've made so far is huge. And... So far, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know if i'm gonna it was, if I was gonna be able to write music again, and right now, I'm having the time of my life writing new songs, seriously, so I really, really, really have complete trust in this process mm-hmm. Boy, if I'm never gonna perform again, that's also fine I mean, but um, right now, I'm just really enjoying you know, like you said, finding safety and feeling okay,
0: yeah, yeah. It's almost as if, you know, that that big celebration or that, oh, my God, I did it was not getting on stage, but it was going from, you know, that very triggered, anxious Mm. state to finding safety, which I think is just even even more of a of a victory here. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it can feel very weird, though. I I absolutely (laughs) agree. It's like, am I still passionate about it? Is there Mm -hmm. something wrong? Like, what's going on? Why is it? Why does it feel so normal or so simple? And, and sometimes I know for myself, um, I'll go into, well, I didn't do enough, or I didn't push myself enough. And you're, you're so used to pushing yourself through very big, scary things that you're, you almost get it almost gets to a point where it's normal to push yourself that far. And and sometimes it's just, it's not, it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> mm. Right.
1: I mean, this is the greatest foundation to build a practice on like safety. Mm. Yeah. seriously. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, so as we start wrapping up our beautiful conversation already, um, I'd love to know where you've been, Curious about lately, or maybe if you want to share one of your weird passions or interests <laughs> with the listeners hmm.
1: I'm currently very curious about and this is probably gonna get a little spiritual um I know that uh well, probably a lot of your followers and audience yeah. are also uh open to spirituality <laughs> um. Right now, I'm I'm getting curious about how I can release more control Mm -hmm. and flow more Mm -hmm. um, and really get get behind what's what's all the hustle has been about and Mm -hmm. and begin to see things in a different way because very related to everything we have talked about, like burnout, it's not fun <laughs> i know i've learned so much from it and i really kind of want to keep learning from it and and figure out hey is there a different way i can do this because i'm experiencing right now that in some areas of my life i really do flow easily right now i'm i'm spitting out lyrics and melodies like that and a lot of it has to do with play and fun <laughs> so how can i invite more play fun joy into my life as kind of an antidote, um, or relaxer, um, opposite to, to the old hustle parts of me um, that really want to make sure we make it and Mm -hmm. experience those big things and um, trying to trust that there's another way that is more tapped into intuition, source, universe, trusting, like completely trusting, I found out that I, I, have like, um, some disconnection there from really trusting that things are going to work out. And I think that's so, so interesting to get curious about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Big, big surrendering journey for you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Big thing. But as you, as you mentioned, and as the listeners have been, you know, listening to you today, I feel like part of it is, just getting to a grounded state you know to just calm down your nervous system and, yeah. and get to that place where you're a little bit more grounded um which and safe which makes it easier for you to welcome in that joy sometimes you know when you're in a very activated anxious state if someone tells you just play you just want to slap them in the face so I <laughs> think you know, Church. a big part of your journey was to get to that place where you could be able to receive and to welcome that playful state, which is so important um, for that surrendering and for just trusting and allowing. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you so much, MJ, for, for this conversation today. Um, I'm going to leave all the links to find more about you and your work in the show notes. Um, but before we end, is there anything that you'd like to share from your heart to the listeners today? Maybe mm. an affirmation or maybe maybe a journaling prompt that would be helpful? Uh, anything you intuitively feel like sharing?
1: Oh my God. Um, well, I just want first off to say that I feel like we are building such strong connections currently as a creative community across the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're finally beginning to find each other and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and you asked me for a journaling prompt. Well, right now I have some a favorite that I would love to share with you, um, which is which is, I feel like a very, very powerful prompt to begin to understand, hey, if we're feeling stuck, um, what is going on behind the scenes, like what, what, what can be some of the motivation for staying in this, in this stuckness. And I use this prompt a lot um, at the moment, which is, what are the benefits of this situation, of staying in this situation? And what are the costs? And I mean, it's super simple, but you're going to be surprised. I'm surprised every fucking time. I hope it's okay. I swear, <laughs> oh, <shit. Oops>. um, <laughs> um, I'm surprised every time because there is a reason why we, I hate the word self-sabotage actually, because I believe that we're always self-preserving and, and, um, a part of us is always taking care of us. Um, So just getting aware, like, oh, wow, this is actually what I gain from not moving forward here. Oh, Mm -hmm. and then also getting into the cost and making that list really long so you can understand, like, get some, get a fire lit under your butt Mm -hmm. um, to begin to, yeah, see if there's something that you do want to change. I think that's a, it's a super powerful prompt. and like I said, I use it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because mm. anything that we're experiencing, any pattern, any cycle, any anything that sticks, that doesn't change, is there for a reason. Because it yeah. serves a part of us. And the more we're aware of what it does, what's, what's its intention, um, the more we can eventually unravel that and, and change it. So it's really important to understand why it's there but also as you mentioned the cost of keeping it um Mm -hmm. so yeah very powerful prompt thank you for sharing mj thank you thank Thank you you for, for the conversation i appreciate
1: it oh my god i have the best time i mean such an honor i i love what you do and like your calm and grounding presence and is just such a valuable um it's so valuable You're such a a big and important part of, like, the creative community, so thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having this conversation or meditation with me today. And because it is a conversation, you're always welcome to reach out and let me know what came up for you. If this episode felt supportive, please share it with a friend and take a quick minute to leave a rating and a review. It means the world to me when you support the podcast. And if you're curious about working with me as your private coach, you can learn more at DearCreativeMind.com. That's also where you can find more resources to support you and also join our monthly gathering, The Creative Playground. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll speak again very soon.